thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. As soon as I got a guitar, I couldn't figure out what the notes were. I'm not good at anything else. Might as well try this music thing. I was writing songs, I guess from the time I was about nine years old. It does do a strange kind of damage being told how good you are. And I'm still called a child prodigy. I woke up on Saturday morning. Here I was on the front page of the paper. <laughs> a surprise, surprise. It was a surprise, wasn't it? I think the songs are usually a composite of whatever crap I've heard that day. It's like a sketch and then we start painting on it. If you can imagine it, you can do it. It's unlimited up here. It makes you feel so alive. Every note's important, and every word is important. I remember the first show that I ever played, we were 12. It was in an underground pub. I got paid with a Coca-Cola and a meat pie. And I was like, we've made it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 574. Releasing in Australian cinemas on November 23 is The Musical Mind, a portrait in process a documentary that delves into the musical processes of four superstar musicians in its connection with their childhoods and mental health. Featuring Daniel Johns, Ben Folds, David Helfcott and Simon Tedeschi, The Musical Mind, A Portrait in Process also marks the latest film from director Scott Hicks, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Scott, how are you today? Good, thanks, Matt. Nice, nice to be with you. And it's very nice to meet you as well. And i got to say, after watching this documentary, it's really interesting about how I find when looking back in your filmography, the subject of music and your delve into the creative processes of music is something that comes up quite quite a bit. You had, of course, Shine, The Glass Documentary 2007, Highly Strung 2015. What is on your path as a, not only as a person, but as a filmmaker, what is it about the musicians and their processes that really kind of appeals to you as a storyteller and a filmmaker in the, in the fact that not only do you want to, talk to, to these people but you want to capture these conversations on films so you can share it with the world as well it's you know it's interesting you never really know where these obsessions come from um but as a, as a filmmaker yes it's always been uh quite an integral part even going right back to the my beginnings i mean my very first feature film uh freedom was uh the, the soundtrack was was created by don walker from chisel um, and he introduced me to a young singer from Western Australia who was called Michael Hutchins, you know, and that led to me making film clips for In Excess. And, you know, so it's always music and film have sort of interwoven for me. And 
Um, I don't know why it should be necessarily, but, you know, I wanted to learn the piano when I was a child and I begged for piano lessons, which I was duly given. Uh, and I did that for years, but I didn't have the application to really carry on when it needed a serious commitment. So I guess I've always admired people who have that ability and that seeming facility to be able to, to pick up an instrument and create something from their own imagination. So it's it's just, it's always fascinated me. And I guess that's why it's manifested in in such a strong way through my work both in the documentary and the the film sort of sphere or the 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 um, dramatic sphere if you like i guess most embodied by shine when you think well, it was all about that <laughs> so uh, um and many other things stemmed from the success of that of that film um and and this this film the musical mind was was really a looking back at the experience of making shine 25 years ago and visiting these various musicians who had some connection with that um, in in the process when it came to came to the people in the musical mind that the artists that you speak to um i read that you wanted to really come to an understanding to know them not as public figures but as as artists as people and so i'm sure it's something that you know a lot of them would have appreciated considering that they've been in the media spotlight for so long um when you approach interviews when you approach having uh conversations with with the people in your in your documentary um how do you go about trying to set the tone set that have that intimacy in place um and maybe try to break down any type of resistance at first or barriers at first to try to get those intimate conversations flowing and then get deeper into who they are as people and um and what makes them tick as as musicians well i think i think what what really helped or what was hugely important was that um i i wanted to film with each of them in their own private world um so behind the behind the scenes as as it were um and i think the very fact that they were in their own uh, their own sort of world um gave them a sense of security um the fact that i also knew each of them you know from conversations over the years or whatever it might have been um but so when i when i started filming i, I would go in with my son jet who was you know worked closely with me on on this on this whole film um and we would we would be both operating a camera and there would be another one another person as well but it was about not setting up a formal interview structure because i realized look you know daniel johns was a global superstar at the age of 12 you know he's been asked every question thousands of times um and asking those questions can just trigger there's a an automated response system, if you like. Um, so it really was about just having a conversation. And that might have been started from, you know, something that people were doing earlier in the day, or and but I'm filming all of it. Um, and then it will it will come around to music because each of them will gravitate to a keyboard or to an <laughs> instrument as you're speaking. So you, then you start to talk about the music and you start to so it was trying to make an organic flow to the conversation that I could then sift through later and, and sort out 
the, all the elements to do with music, which was what I was interested in. Um, so I think that was the way I tried to approach it. Uh, it's a little bit nerve wracking because you never really know if it's going to work. Um, but in the end, they were all very receptive and very generous in their uh, insights and what they wanted to share about their personal lives and their involvement with music. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you love. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Gift Card Store. Australia's leading provider of gift cards, Gift Card Store offers a variety of prepaid MasterCard and Visa cards in physical or e-card format. You can even design your own card as the ultimate personalized gift. With Gift Card Store, you can gift the gift you know they will love. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. A theme in the film is that in regards to mental health, health and neurodiversity, it's something that I know something very well of. Um, my older son is autistic. Mm. My sister had a really bad car accident some 30 years ago. Prior mm. to that, she was a musician. Um, right now, her physical and mental capabilities are not that good. However, mm. if you put a keyboard in front of her, with the hand, one hand she can use her right hand, she can actually play the notes that she knew before her accident. It's something with, within the brain. I don't yeah. know what it is. The brain is such a mystery to all of us. When it comes to the approach of mental health, the mind, and its connection with music, is there anything you took from your conversations with your subjects in your film in regards to that aspect that kind of like left a lasting impression on you? Because for me, I think it's an avenue that still needs exploration because the link between the two, I don't know, just something about music that I just, I think becomes almost kind of instinctual uh, than anything else because I've seen it in action and it's quite remarkable to see. No, no, I, look, I agree. I think it was, to me, you know, it was a revelation through the conversations that I had with with uh, Ben Ben Folds. I mean, who, for example, he, you know, he he talks about how uh, disruptive he was as a child at school. That um, yeah. you know, he was just that that painful idiot of a kid at the back, throwing things at other people, and and it was only through some teacher hearing him pecking out a few notes on a on a keyboard and thought maybe he could be his, his he could be modified his behavior could be modified if if we encourage this interest in music well look where that look where that led you know that it was absolutely phenomenal and um uh you know so i think the 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 link between um music and and the power of the mind um, and music as therapy, or music and its ability to assist in recall of memories and lost memories, people who've suffered from strokes and so on. I mean, these are all really profound uses that music can can be be a part of a therapy. You know, I don't I don't know enough 
about the 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 medical sort of technical side of it but on purely anecdotal sort of basis it's clear that it's enormously important um, um as it as it is just in in the world of of of, of academic achievement as well for children uh, so much so that you wonder why music isn't compulsory for, for mm. everybody from a very early age a it can be great fun but b it's enormously useful as that wonderful Anne Phelan in, in the film she's the conductor of the Bellingen Youth Orchestra hugely talented woman has nurtured so much youthful talent and she would say to her kids when they'd leaving a rehearsal space you'd say just remember you're leaving much smarter than you came in <laughs> and because music ignites the whole brain you know yep. um i say that as a complete lay person but there are neuroscientists who can who can show you imaging of how the brain lights up like a christmas tree in response to music whereas with speech it's just a few little dotted pieces of the brain in 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 music, the whole brain gets engaged. That's that's my layman's version of it. Another thing that comes up is the subject of childhood and music. As you just touched on right now, music with children, and it's something that is very prominent, especially regards to um, David Helfgott and Simon Tedeschi as a young child prodigies, even to an extent Daniel Johns. I mean, I remember when Silverchair first came on the scene, and I remember hearing about this group of 13-year-olds who sound yeah. like like uh, Black Sabbath from 1970s. It's just it's a remarkable thing. And I was like, oh, this is just, because uh, yeah, at the time I was maybe just a little younger than, than them when they first came out. Um, do you feel, when I watch the film, I feel like that these four subjects in the film almost have, still have very much that childhood within, within them. I think mm. one person said that there's a Peter Pan definitely in all of them because one thing that happens as we grow into adults is that our curiosity for sounds and simple things it tends to go away. But Daniel Johns, clearly, he's still looking for that sound. He's still experimenting. Mm. He's still yeah. looking for things. Do you think that when it comes to certain musicians, especially ones in your documentary, that there is definitely a case of that childhood, that child still within them even as adults, and that seeking, that that need to find those notes um, until it becomes a part of them is something that's just so vital to their to their being. Oh, I think I think absolutely because I mean that, that was one of the revelations to me because I mean, obviously I knew you know well David was a child prodigy that's that's cleared Simon Tedeschi was a child prodigy but that's when he'd before his hands had performed in Shine when he was fourteen I think um, Daniel Johns you know. Here you've got somebody with as a pre-teenager was a global superstar. Um, you know, Ben Folds was was listening to music for eight hours a day at the age of two. So they're all they all discovered music really, really young and really discovered their love of it from the outset. Um, and so that was interesting to me. It wasn't it wasn't sort of forced upon them. They did discover it and explored it from their own interest and and i think you know that that became quite a sort of a central thread to me was was the fact that they'd found it and they spent their lives continuing to search for it what i love about some of daniel's observations 
relating to his subconscious, you know, where he says in some ways he has better access to his subconscious than to his conscious mind. His conscious mind is full of noise and confusion. But his sub subconscious mind is where he distills the music. And in that liminal sort of state between sleep and wakefulness, that he does some of his best work. I mm. thought that was a fantastic thing. You know, I mean, the great, the, <laughs> sidetrack a little bit, but, you know, the great French uh, filmmaker and artist, Jean Cocteau, uh, who was also a poet, uh, he used to hang a sign on his door when he was going to have a sleep, have a nap, he would hang a sign on his door saying, the poet works, <laughs> you know, and I think that's really what Daniel is doing. You know, he says he, he he watches a lot of daytime television cooking shows and whatever with the sound turned off. But in his mind, he's searching for those notes. He's searching for those sounds, searching for those connections. And the what he's watching is like or like visual white noise to 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 let his mind ruminate on uh, on the possibilities of his music. That's fantastic to me. And that that he has that perception of it. You know, um, it was a very, very, you know, he's a he's an he's an extraordinary, extraordinary prodigy and beyond a prodigy, Daniel. He's a national treasure, in my view, um, as a musician. Well, Scott Hicks, let me just say that I think you yourself are a national treasure for us as well as a filmmaker. And um, the films you've given us in your feature films and your documentaries have been remarkable. And um, The Musical Mind, Portrait in Process is another one of those examples. And for everyone out there, November 23 in cinemas, you can watch the film. Make sure you do watch the film in cinemas. It's a, we need to get more people in cinemas watching Australian content, watching Australian film. And there's also Q&A screenings uh, the week before that around the 17th and 18th as well. Fantastic, Matt. Thank you.